this morning would like to read with us. I invite you to turn to the book of Genesis, chapter number 19. Genesis, chapter number 19. We're going to begin to read with verse number 1. Genesis, chapter 19. Begin to read with verse number 1. Any of you that know your Bible, if you call out the 19th chapter of Genesis, no doubt many know what that's speaking of. The story that we'll be reading about this morning concerning lot and uh, try to establish a thought uh, one that the Lord spoke to my heart about earlier in the week and uh, hope that we can be a blessing to those of you that are here today hope it'll make a difference in our lives we can say that it was a good good for us to be in God's house this morning Genesis chapter 19 if you can enable would you stand in honor of the reading of the word of God we're going to begin to read with verse number one Genesis 19, verse number 1, And there came two angels to Sodom at even. Lot sat in the gate of Sodom, and Lot, seeing them, rose up to meet them, and he bowed himself with his face toward the ground. And he said, Behold now, my lords, turn in, I pray you, into your servant's house, and tarry all night, and wash your feet. And you shall rise up early and go on your ways. And they said, Nay, but we will abide in the street all night. And he pressed upon them greatly, and they turned in unto him, and entered into his house, and he made them a feast, and did bake unleavened bread, and they did eat. But before they lay down, the men of the city, even the men of Sodom, compassed the house round both old and young, all the people from every quarter. They called unto Lot, and said unto him, Where are the men which came into thee this night? Bring them out unto us, that we may know them. Lot went out at the door unto them and shut the door after him and said, I pray you, brethren, do not so wickedly. Behold now, I have two daughters which have not known man. Let me, I pray you, bring them out unto you and do ye to them as is good in your eyes. Only unto these men do nothing. For therefore came they under the shadow of my roof. They said, Stand back and they said again, this one fellow came in to sojourn, and he will needs be a judge. Now will we deal worse with thee than with them? And they pressed sore upon the man, even Lot, and came near to break the door. But the men put forth their hand and pulled Lot into the house to them and shut to the door. They smote the men that were at the door of the house with blindness, both small and great, so that they wearied themselves to find the door. And the men said unto Lot, Hast thou here any besides, son-in-law, and thy sons, and thy daughters? Whatsoever thou hast in the city, bring them out of this place. For we will destroy this place, because the cry of them is waxing great before the face of the Lord, and the Lord has sent us to destroy it. Lot went out and spake unto his sons-in-law, which married his daughters, and said, Up, get you out of this place, for the Lord will destroy this city. But he seemed as one that mocked unto his sons-in-law. And when the morning arose, and the angels hastened Lot, saying, Arise, take thy wife and thy two daughters which are here, lest thou be consumed in the iniquity of the city. Verse 16, and while he lingered, 
the man laid hold upon his hand and upon the hand of his wife and upon the hand of his two daughters, the Lord being merciful unto him, they brought him forth and set him without the city. Father in heaven, thank you for the privilege this morning that we could once more stand and proclaim your word. God, we need you today. Ask you, God, to help our preaching, help us to be plain, help us to be clear, help the message to reach the hearts of your people. God, help those today that be lost to hear from what heaven has to say as well. Oh, God, help us today that your word could change our hearts and our lives. God, let us leave here in a different way than we came, we pray. God, I need you. I'm sorry of my failures and my sins and wrongs. And God, help me that I can do better in my life. God, help me to press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling in Christ Jesus. Forgive me of my sins. God, lead me in your ways and save those that be lost and hell bound. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Thank you. You can be seated. In the book of Genesis, chapter 13, if you'll back up that far, you'll find Lot parting ways with his uncle Abram. We find that they were there and the, the, the herdsmen of Lot and the herdsmen of Abram had came to a place where that they were no longer in agreement. They could not, uh, the land was not enough to hold them all. The Bible said that they had a disagreement amongst them and instead of there being a family feud, I reckon you'd say, that Lot, uh, Abraham looked at, or Abram looked at Lot and said unto him, you choose which way you want to go. Would you choose the direction you want to lead or go in? And therefore, we, we, the direction you go, then I'll go the opposite. I'll, you go one way and I'll go the other. And uh, he said, for we be brethren. And uh, there was uh, the decision that had to be made at this time by Lot. Now, <clears throat> and we find in the making of this decision, I don't find that there was a prayer meeting that took place. Uh, I don't find that there was a whole lot of planning that took place, but, but there was only the vision that Lot had of the well-watered plains of Jordan. Uh, only the lustful look in the eyes of the young man that gathered, and as he looked toward those plains of Jordan, he imagined what might be in the midst there. He imagined uh, what, what it may lay uh, in store for him there, and he chose to go in the way that looked good to the eyes. He chose to go in the way of Sodom. And, and that's the direction that this young man went. We know that the world knows the story today of Sodom. You can go to, to most false religions and, and they know the story and the account and the historical event that took place in the land of Sodom and Gomorrah. How that the God of heaven rained fire and brimstone uh, down upon that city and caused that city to be devoured because of their sin. The, the word sodomite today that you hear so much frequently used uh, arrived or derived, if you will, from uh, the inhabitants of that, gr that great city of Sodom. Uh, there is uh, not anything that I've ever read about that was good in the land of Sodom. How about you? I've never heard of a, of, of a good thing taking place in the land of Sodom. Only the, the lustful things, only the things of the flesh. And, and we find if we read the scripture that earlier, uh, maybe before chapter 19, about about the 13th, 14th chapter, we find that uh, that Lot had been taken and, 
and well, we know that he had been raised by Abram there. He knew the difference between right and wrong. We know that, uh, that he knew what was right and he knew what was wrong. Uh, and well, uh, that, that if you study correctly, uh, and, and that you would, uh, that, that Lot had a life, you study his life, you'll find that, that Lot had a lifelong problem, and that problem was he had a problem lingering. I want to preach to you on the subject this morning of a lifetime of lingering. We notice the statement that the, the Bible makes in verse number 16, the last part, part of the last verse that we read here this morning in verse 9, chapter 19. The Bible said, And while he lingered, while he lingered, I recall several years ago, 30 plus years ago hearing a man preach on the subject, and I preached it several times myself, on the subject of linger no longer. And uh, I, I can remember thinking about that the, the substantialness of the statement of while he lingered. The word linger today means to delay. It means to hesitate. It means to remain long in any state, it means to be slow in deciding. As you begin to consider what the definition and the, what about the life of Lot, you could not help but think, well, there might be some things about my life that I have, uh, have problems with when it comes to lingering. I, I, there's things about me that I, I stay in delay about or, or there's things that I hesitate for God to do and, and there's things that, uh, that, that remain, uh, that I, I remain long in, in the state that I'm in or, or maybe that I become slow of deciding whether or not I want to be uh, pleasing unto God. And so we, we can go to the scripture and find that in chapter 14 uh, we'll find that, uh, that Lot had been taken captive after he had gone into the land of Sodom. Uh, there had been some kings, uh, uh, some enemy kings that attacked the land of Sodom and had overthrew them and that those enemy kings took the inhabitants of Sodom and took their goods and, and, uh, and then took them uh, in and there had been one that escaped uh, from Lot's house. They took Lot and they took his goods and took his family and all the herdsmen that he had and all the cattle that he had and all the things that made him separate from Abram uh, to begin with uh, and they took them and, and that, that one that escaped uh, uh, you know that, that he came to Abram and, and he told Abram that, that Lot had been taken into captivity and Abram got together 318 of his servants uh, and he went out and he brought Lot out of bondage this is before we ever get to chapter 19 before we ever get to the detrimental thing that took place in the land of Sodom, we find Abraham having to come to the rescue of Lot. We find him having to bail Lot out. We find him having to, having to instruct Lot again and to, and to bring him from a place in which that Lot had no business doing. So Lot had been lingering in this place and staying there. And he, he no doubt knew the right thing to do. And he knew the right direction to go. And he knew the, uh, the way that he should go. But he lingered in this place that we know of called Sodom and as I said already I see no good thing happening I see no good practices taking place I see no future for anything in the land of Sodom number one I see that Lot first of all he lingered to learn I would imagine that Abraham as he brought him back to Sodom 
as she brought him back there, that I would, wouldn't you imagine that Abraham had lectured Lot all the way back and about the wickedness and being conscious about sin? You ever been lectured? You ever, anybody ever told you and warned you about, about sin? Anybody ever told you and warned you about, the, about what may come about as far as sin in your life uh, and you took it like water off a duck's back and, and you ain't really had a whole lot of concern about it and you really didn't learn the lesson from what you were being told. You thought it was silly and crazy. You thought they were just those sticks in the mud and, and they were just fuddy duds uh, and they just weren't people that had any uh, coolness about them and what they were was uh, uh, trying to crimp your style and everything such as that well Lot was probably that way and as he lectured probably took the lecture all the way back uh, we find that the king of Sodom met them there and he was glad that Abraham had done what he done or Abram had done what he done he was thankful uh, for him delivering uh, the people uh, back out if you'll read it real close you'll find that he didn't just deliver Lot but the whole captive everybody that was captive managed to escape and they get, got back to Sodom I want to read to you a scripture a chapter in verse number 21 of that chapter now and the Bible said in verse 21 and the king of Sodom said unto Abram listen to this give me the persons take the goods to thyself give me the persons take the goods to thyself I'm talking to me get over here and I'll show you I see some of you don't Find out where I'm at. Let me get run, get to it real quickly. Verse number 16. I'm sorry, I said 14. And he brought back all the goods and also brought again the brother Lot and the goods of the people, the women also. And the king of Sodom went out to meet him after return from the slaughter. And, and verse number 18, and Melchizedek met him there. Let me get here. I'll find it in just a minute. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abraham, the most high God, a possessor of the heaven, and blessed be the most high God, which had delivered thine enemies into thy hand and all. And the king of Sodom said unto Abraham, Give me the persons and take the goods to thyself. Give me the persons. You let me have the inhabitants and you can have the goods. I, you know, that's what the devil wants. The devil wants the persons. You can have the goods. And he'll offer you the goods and trade for the persons. He'll offer you everything. The Bible said in 1 Corinthians 15, verse number 33, be not deceived. Evil communications corrupt good manners. Ain't that what the Bible said? So many seem as though they will never learn to abstain from evil. As we are instructed and told, Lot heard, and he heard, but he seemed to linger to learn. Yet there's a lot of us this morning that seem to linger to learn. And as I get amazed, as I leave chapter 14, Lot's not heard again for four, uh, heard about again for four chapters. You don't ha have a whole lot of talk about Lot anymore. You're talking about the man that grew up with a man of God. I'm talking about was re reared by Abram, uh, reared by a man that loved God. Brought up was uh, look when, when Abram went to a new place, he'd build an altar. I don't find an altar being built in Sodom. 
I don't find the altar being built when Abram would leave one place and go to another before he uh, set roots, before he built a house, before he uh, cooked supper, he'd build an altar. And there he'd uh, begin to worship God. Uh, let me tell you, I don't find that taking place. Uh, you see, I find that Lot was, uh, he would linger to learn the truth. Uh, and uh, Now we find Lot, he's alive, uh, these four chapters. Uh, he's raising children in these four chapters. Uh, he is not thinking about God at all. I'm telling you today. Day. Uh, there's a lot of us in this in this building today, today this morning, uh, that we go through a week, uh, we go through life, and we never think about God at all. We'll never consider God at all. Uh, some of you, it's evident by your life uh, that you never think about God. You never consider Him. You never wonder about Him. You never think about the things of God. You just live so haphazardly, and you fail to learn of what the, those are telling you that you need to do. Fail to learn, linger, failing to remember how he had already had to be delivered from sin one time. And he failed to learn what come about from it. He lingered to learn. Number two, I believe he lingered to listen. The Bible tells us in Second Peter, Peter talks about Lot. Second Peter chapter number 2 in verse number 7 and 8. Peter says this about Lot. And delivered just Lot. He's describing Lot's spiritual condition there. Just, in other words, he'd been justified. Lot was a saved man, but he wasn't living like and delivered just lot, listen to this, vexed with filthy, filthy conversation of the wicked. Lot was vexed with filthy conversation of the wicked. He was a, there was a, something that was affecting his life. The filthy conversation of the wicked. It's what, it's what maybe he was attracted to. But verse number 8 says in parentheses, for that righteous man, who? Lot. Dwelling among them, where? Sodom. And seeing and hearing, vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. Now, I don't know about you, but there's somebody living inside of me. When I hear certain things and I see certain things, Brother Mike, I'm just going to tell you, there's somebody living inside of me that speaks real loud. Now, I, you may not hear him speak to me, and you may understand that he's speaking to me, but I can hear him very well. And I know my conscience also bearing me witness that he is speaking unto me. And, and, and I can hear him very well. Now, sometimes uh, he's never failed, Brother Joe, to speak to me. He's never failed for, uh, to tell me when I was in the wrong. Uh, ever since May 16, 1978, when I was a 12-year-old boy, when I'd act and do something wrong, uh, since that day I got saved, there's always been that witness living inside of me the Holy Spirit of God that let me know when I messed up. Now, if you can live in sin, if you can curse and act a fool and do those sort of things and never have any con condemnation upon you, you might better run inventory. You might better make sure you've been saved. You might better make sure you know Jesus because you're probably not going to make heaven. You're probably on your way to hell. You say, preacher, you're being my judge. I'm not being your judge. I said, you might better run inventory yourself. I didn't say I was running it for you, but I'm here 
here to tell you that there's somebody lives inside of me. His name's the Holy Spirit of God. And he speaks real loudly unto me. And he lets me know when my errors are at hand. He lets me know when I've messed up. He lets me know when I've troubled. He lets me know when I'm in trouble. And listen to me. There's been times that I've heard him real loud. And I can hear him. But there's times that I fail to listen to him. And I fail to do what he tells me to do. And I fail to flee. And I fail to run. And I fail to uh, to abstain from sin. I'm telling you. uh, You can learn uh, if you will. Or you can linger to listen unto God. No telling how many people I've heard would tell me, preacher, I wish I'd listened to the Lord. Your conscience ought to be disturbed by ungodly deeds. Wouldn't you agree with that? When you think that there's somebody that if the holy God of glory, the Lord Jesus Christ, moved inside of you and was sealed by the Holy Spirit, when you begin to defile and you begin to go against him and you begin to do against what God says that you ought to do, wouldn't you think that the Holy Ghost would tell you that you're not supposed to be doing this? You're, you're hurting the one that lives within you. You don't hear that. He might not be alive within you. You can harden your heart to the Holy Spirit enough that you become acceptable of ungodliness. But rest assured, he'll never be quiet. I wonder this morning, is there anyone that lingers to listen? You sit here in the house of God and you'd rather be someone else. Your attitude and your the way that you carry yourself and the attentiveness you give to everything about God, it tells your story. It tells what what you may not want to tell, but it's written all over you because of the fact that maybe there's somebody that's not living inside of you. Number two, you're lingering to listen. Number three, I believe he lingered to love. Verse number eight, and these scripture in chapter 19. The Bible said that, that we know those men had came into his house and he had fed them and those angels, if you will. And then when they before, before they were about to go to bed, the Bible said that the men of Sodom came into Lot's house and they, 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 they beat upon the door and said, let us give us those men that came into your house that we may know them. Now, Brother Bradley covered that word no this morning in Sunday school, and he's, he was, he's dead on the money about what he said about it. That word no, it does not mean that we just want to get acquainted with them. It does not mean that we want to shake their hand. But the word no there was a, it was an, it was an, a, a sexual implication there, that we may know them as, a, as Abraham knew Sarah, as, uh, as Isaac knew Rebecca and, uh, and all of those uh, that we find in the scripture uh, as, as, as Adam uh, knew his wife and she conceived and uh, as all those they wanted to know those men they wanted to have sexual relations with them that's what, wanted, that's what they wanted to do those men of Sodom wanted to have that relationship 
with those other men or those angels that came in there. And, uh, and we find that, that, that Lot, man, I, I, really, I, I really get disappointed in Lot in this scripture because uh, I find him as he, and I know he was trying to protect these men, but, but, but he, he knew who they were and he knew their, I believe he knew their ability, Brother Joe, and they were pretty well able to take care of themselves. We see that to begin with. Uh, but, but I don't find that there was a dad right there too much that had uh, too much love for his daughters, I don't find. I've not got but one daughter. I'm going to tell you something I'm not fixing to offer her on behalf of anybody else. You say he failed, I believe he failed to care about her, the, the, the well-being of his family. He didn't care much about their health. Can you imagine what might have been, what might have taken place had those girls took the place of those men? Had those men of Sodom wanted those ladies? They didn't want them ladies. But not only did he, uh, did he fail to care about the well-being of their health, he, cared, he failed to care about the well-being of their heart. Uh, and he failed to care about the well-being of his home or their home in the future. You see, uh, we need to set standards in our family that, that will not only harm, uh, that, won't, that won't harm their health, uh, and neither will it harm their heart, but it won't harm the future home that they have coming as well. Can you imagine them having to uh, say to their future husbands, uh, what my dad gave me for? I don't, I, I, that lot, lot made me mad with him right there, okay? I got upset with Lot right there. I don't, I don't like Lot right now, okay? I don't like him at all. He, 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 he's done got under my hide right here in the scripture. And, uh, and, and, and it's because he, he, it sounds to me that Lot spent most of his time caring about the unimportant things. Don't it seem that way to you? You see in verse number one, look at this. And there came two angels uh, to Sodom and even, and what was a, and Lot shut at the gate of Sodom. You know what that lets me know? Uh, in our study from the book of Ruth, if you'll remember, uh, we learned that the city elders shut at the gates, uh, and they would sit there and tend to uh, questions of law and influence, and that's what they were doing. And Lot was one. He had done worked himself up in Sodom that he said is one of influence at the gate of Sodom. He didn't care about his family, but he cared about what others looked at him and thought. He even called those fellows brethren. Did y'all notice that? He called them brethren. Brethren, do not so, he said. Oh my goodness, uh, can you see that, how that he's, that he's lingered to love? You see, his daughters were not very important to him. Uh, he was willing to give them as a sexual sacrifice uh, unto the wicked and, and the condition of their, their heart never seemed to uh, come across his mind. Uh, uh, you see, and we find you say, Preacher, I believe that was just a, a spur of the moment thing. Or go to verse number 14 and find out what his sons-in-law say as he goes to them and tries to uh, plead with them and say, we've got to get out of here because God's going to destroy the place called Sodom. The Bible said his sons-in-law looked at him and, and he said, we've got to get out of here before judgment comes. And they looked at him and they laughed at him and said, you seem as one that mocks. We've never heard you talk about God before. We've never heard you worry about God before. You've never been concerned about us before. Why are you concerned now? I don't know if you notice or not, but in verse number 12, the Bible said, And the men said unto Lot, Hast thou here any besides? And there's a question mark. It said, Son-in-law. And notice, And thy sons and thy daughters. 
And you know what? We didn't find Lot mentioning nothing about his sons. He done, his family had suffered. Will you listen to me this morning? If you don't carry nothing else from home from this, your attitude and your lingering to love can affect the, the, your family for the rest of your days. It can turn your family against you and against God. You're lingering to love your children and love them enough that you'll not just be. A, you know what the problem is? I'm getting a meddling ground now, and I know it, and I'm, I'm getting anxious to do it, okay? Uh, you know what the problem is? There are too many of your parents that want to be your friend's buddies. Uh, you, want to, uh, you want them to pile around with you, and you want them to be cool with you and everything like You don't want to tell them the truth, uh, and you don't want them to get stirred up against you. I don't want them to, I don't want to offend them in no way, uh, but you don't care that their souls are going to die and spend eternity in a day. Hell. God didn't give you the, uh, those children for you to be their buddies. Uh, he gave you those children for you to be their parents uh, and to train them up uh, and to teach them the ways of God. And what we need to do today is find men and women uh, that will quit lingering about their life, about loving and the, loving the Word of God before their families and loving their families uh, and see the end is more important than the beginning. I'm telling you, that's my soapbox this morning. Many of you waiting too late before you begin to love the spiritual well-being of your family. Waiting too late before you get real serious with God. He lingered to love before I'm done. I find that he lingered to leave. We done read that scripture in the Bible setting while he lingered. The Bible said that those men told him that what's going to happen to Sodom. The only reason those men are there is because of the mercy of God. The only reason that they're, they've showed up because of God's mercy. And while he lingered, the men laid hold upon him. Judgment is coming. Put your eyes up here on preacher. Judgment is coming. And he's lingering. Still, those men are standing with him. Lot, we got to get out of here. Lot, we got to go. Judgment is coming. And Lot lingered. Lot, we've got to leave. Judgment's coming. Fire's about to start falling. We're fixing to destroy this. God is tired. Of the wickedness of this place. Lot, we've got to go. And he's lingering. He spent his life lingering. He 
he's never had a hurry. He never got in a hurry. He's never had any, any, any eagerness about anything, spiritually speaking. Never been real concerned, spiritually speaking. Judgment's at hand. It's about to be over with. Thousands of lives are about to burn up. Lot, we've got to go. While he lingers. No different than today. Y'all know judgments are coming. We don't know what's going to take place for the coming of the Lord. We all got in our mind somehow that Americans have American Christians, let me say it like that, have gotten their mind when time right before times get real bad, and Jesus is going to rescue us. You don't read that nowhere in your Bible. Preachers have, have preached it that way and made it seem as though, oh, we're we not going to have to go through no rough times. It's not going to ever be hard. That's a, that's a, as my mom said, that's hogwash. We don't know what we're going to face. I'm telling you, if God would judge Sodom for Sodomites, If he'd rain fire upon Sodom for Sodomites and for their ungodly way of living, what in the world does America have laid up in store for her? What do we have to look forward to? Friend, I'm here to tell you. I'm here to tell you. I'm afraid. That we're in worse shape than what Sodom was. When a man don't know if he's a man or a woman don't know if she's a woman and if a man wants to be a woman or one woman, woman wants to be a man or if they both want to choose to be a bunny rabbit then it's all up to them. You let them decide for themselves and you have a, a, a professors in higher learning upholding this thing and we live in a madhouse. Let me tell you something. I'm gonna, can, I, right, can I just tell y'all, I'm going to get on this soapbox again right here. Y'all uh, listen to me. I know it's always been, you, I want you to go to college and get it. Boy, you are sending your children off into hell if you send them to a university college today. You're sending them off into the pits of hell. If you, They'll go off in there with the biggest Bible de a degree that they can come and come back home and doubting there's a God and, 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 not, and not knowing whether they're a man or a woman or a boy or a girl or what gender they are. And they can go off uh, knowing what they are and come back not knowing what they are. I'm telling you, you better be very careful. You care about your children. How many of you lingering this morning knowing judgment's coming? There's mamas and daddies in here. You ain't got serious about your walk with God. Your relationship with God ain't real, but you ain't got, you don't really have a whole bunch of unction about you. No 
judgment's coming. You got children that's got their eyes in a distant country. Got you, got their eyes in a foreign land. I don't see you on your face begging God, God, wake them up. God, help them. I'm wondering where the love is. When I knew my children were lost, I'm not trying to shame nobody, but I'm trying to be honest. When I knew my children were not were lost, they wasn't a day that went by that I wasn't fearful that Jesus would come and they would be left behind. I can't tell you the times that I'd get through preaching and I'd get on the front bench on my knees and say, God, please save my boy. God, please, please, God. I might have been the only one there praying. You say, preacher, you must be a pretty... I'm, no, no, I'm not trying to tell you I've done it all right. Oh, no, but I'm telling you I'm glad that God let me see that there's a reality that you can linger, you can linger, and for long we're going to leave here. And whether your family's prepared or not, or if you're saved, you're going to leave. Whether your family's living for God or not, if you're saved, you're going to leave. If they're lost, they're going to be left behind, and they're not going to be saved, and they're not going to be made okay. It's not going to be. God's not going to make exception for your precious little baby. God's not going to make an exception. Lot had to leave, and he left his daughters, and he left his son. He only took two children with him. Oh, that's not going to happen to me. How come you better than Lot? His life was a wreck. His children were doomed. His wife would look back. His daughters and sons-in-laws would burn up and his sons and Sodom, and he would linger. If you read the scripture correctly, I believe you'll find that the angels forcibly removed him from Sodom only because he belonged to God. But back in Sodom, his sons-in-laws and his daughters and his sons were on fire. They lingered. They heard it. But they lingered. You speak like a foolish man. Some of y'all may look at me this morning and say, you acting a fool, preacher. That's the you know Jesus ain't coming right now. The Bible said that there would come a time when people would say, where is it? Scoffers, scoffers would walk amongst the face of the earth and would say, where are the promises of his coming? While you're here this morning, you're lingering to get saved. Why? Who said you have a definite tomorrow? I wonder this. Listen to me. I wonder what they thought.
when the first fireball hit the land. You know, Brother RJ, I, I wonder what they thought when that first ball of fire landed in the middle of Sodom. You know what I'm wondering this morning? I'm wondering what you there lost going to think. When one morning you get up out of your bed and everybody that had been saved in your house is gone. You're there alone. I'm wondering what are you going to think then? You remember every time you sat in church house and the sweet Holy Spirit of God beckoned and called unto you and you made excuse for him? And you said, no, not today. And you lingered. If I was you, I wouldn't linger any longer. I wouldn't linger any longer. A lifetime of lingering will wind you up in a devil's hell. A lifetime of lingering will wind your family up in hell. Lingering to love. Lingering to be different. Lingering in your life. How much lingering have you done? What's going to happen? How long? How long have you lingered? You're here and saved today, but you know you hadn't lived just like God told you to. I'm asking you this morning, how long have you lingered? How long has it been since you felt the tug of the Holy Ghost of God at your heart? How long has it been since you felt God nudge you and say, you need to be saved? If you have that nudge today, better run fast as you can down here. Judgments are coming.